Between 2015 and 2016, the Nigerian army made mass arbitrary arrests of people in Boko Haram occupied territories. Over five years later, the army is starting to release the detained, but it leaves them empty and stranded. Unfortunately, they were not given one kobo. In fact, most of the men were wearing singlets. Some of them did not even have shoes on. The women had to go around to look for slippers and shirts to give to their husbands before they paid a taxi from the rehabilitation center to the IDP camps. This is Vestiges of Violence, a weekly podcast about personal stories of violence victims. For Human Angle, I am Hamida. As Nigeria's counterinsurgency efforts against Boko Haram grew, so did arbitrary arrests across Borno State. Many innocent people were profiled as Boko Haram fighters, arrested, and kept at the Giwa detention facility in Meidogori, Borno Maximum Security Prison, and Wawa military barracks in Niger State. They said the men would be taken to government camps where they would be taken care of. We, the women, were taken to Bama Hospital Camp. It's been five years now. Hundreds of these men have been infrequently released over the years in different batches. Some of them only made it out after facing speedy trials, and others were made to go through a deradicalization program. They were told to accept that they were Boko Haram members and would only spend four to five months in detention. When they refused, they said, as you were the first to come to this prison, you will be the last to leave. To protest the release of their husbands and sons, an advocacy group called the NIFA movement was started. The NIFA movement has enjoyed support from African Transitional Justice Legacy Fund and Human Angle in their calls for the release of these innocent men. As the women advocated and waited, the prison doors slowly opened. On July 15, the army announced that it had released a fresh batch of 1,009 detainees after clearing them of wrongdoing the previous day, maintaining that they were not ex-Boko Haram fighters. So far, over 500 people have been released, but they are those previously kept at Giwa Barracks and do not include detainees cleared at the maximum security prison. Out of this figure, over 30 were identified as husbands of members of the NIFA movement. But what should have been a happy moment soon turned into a confusing and traumatic one. The ex-detainees were left without a penny. The men don't even have transportation money to go as of this morning. They are trying to beg and see if they can get transport fare to meet their wives. But they are also not sure if they will have access to the camp. Because the ones that are in Medjugorje, that is even closer to Giwa Barracks, deny them access. So what will happen to those that will travel to Banki? About 14 former detainees who visited the Dalori 2 IDP camp for shelter were denied access by security officials at the entrance, 
who claimed that they had not been notified by their superiors. These men have to make long journeys back home to families they are not certain still exist or have been killed. If my husband is eventually released, he has no one apart from us. His side of the family are all dead. Fatima Abacha is from Bama local government area, and her husband is one of those released recently following his detention back in 2015. She had not seen or heard from him until he regained freedom, and she has had to raise their children by herself. However, he was not allowed to enter the camp when he arrived. I do not know where my husband has gone, as the soldiers ordered that none of them should step into the camp. So he had to leave with the others. I appeal to the governor and the military. Our village is deserted, and our husbands have nowhere else to go. The governor should please plead with the Nigerian military to allow our husbands stay in the camp until our communities are safe enough for us to return there. Another woman wondered why their husbands were detained for over six years only to be denied an opportunity to reunite with their loved ones. These men were arrested after they fled their communities. They were not picked up in their communities. They were picked up when they fled Burma. Why would you release somebody after six years with only a singlet? Not even a pair of bathroom slippers. Not even transportation from where they were released to the IDP camp. Yet you want them to travel long distances. And people don't go to any of these places without escorts. How do they want him to move? Do they want him to move on foot through the bush for him to either be picked up by the military again as a Boko Haram suspect? or for Boko Haram to kill him. If after this night, we don't have an opportunity to reunite, we will have no option but to pack our things and live on the streets of Meduguri with our husbands. This is an episode of Vestiges of Violence. It was written by Mohammed Akiyemi and edited by Osato Edubayi, produced by Abba Toko. A quick note about our voice acting. All dramatizations in this episode are based on actual interviews conducted with the subjects. Voice acting by Mariam Mustafa, Chigozie Victor, Muritala Abdullahim, and Rukaiya Said. The consulting producer is Osato Edubayim. Senior producer is Anita Eboyevi. The executive producer is Ahmed Selkida. For more stories, Go to humanangle.ng and find more episodes wherever you get your podcasts. I am Hamida.